It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 6.07 and 61 degrees outside, my friends. This is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves, a Georgia gardener, and I am a little chilly this morning. It was 72 last Saturday, 61 this Saturday. All right, go outside. Open the door. Open the window. Put your fingers outside. You'll see. It is chillier than it was last week. And that's a good thing because we don't need a whole lot of heat in Georgia. We need to keep it cool. We're fine with the coolness. I'm fine with it being cool because it ushers in the time of year that you can plant things with just about no regard for what the weather might be later on. When you plant trees, when you plant shrubs, when you plant perennials, roses, you name it. When you plant them in the fall, starting around the 1st of September and on, they do great. All the magnolias and arborvitaes and Leland cypress, all those evergreen trees that you try to plant in May. I've heard people on this show before who say, yeah, I planted my Leland cypress in May and here it is July. It's all brown. Why is that? Well, you didn't plant it in the fall like you're supposed to. Because when you plant things in the fall, the plant goes through a process of acclimatization to the, to the new site, to the new hole, to the new place in your yard. And the cooling temperatures give it the sense that things are going to be okay. I don't need to spend all of my time doing top growth. And so I can spend my time doing some root growth, which is what you want. You definitely want lots and lots and lots of root growth after you've planted a plant in your yard. If, you, on the other hand, you plant something in May, then the warm temperatures in the air above the plant and the, around the foliage of the plant the plant says, oh my gosh, I need to put leaves. I need, it's going to be flowering time soon. I got to put on my fruit. I got to do all these other things. Roots just hang out down there. And the roots just hang out and don't grow very much during the summer, during the hot time of the year. And then many times, a couple of months later, particularly on evergreen things like Leland cypress, like arborvitae, like magnolia, all those things that are planted in the spring, they just struggle. And sometimes they don't survive. July, August, out they go. Brown leaves, gone, gone. Whereas things that are planted in the fall, in September, October, November, they're the ones that really come up like champs the next year. They're acclimated. They're ready to go. When spring arrives, life is good. So, first day of September, this is the day that we can talk about planting for the fall. This is the time that you can ask me questions about what to do, how to do it, when to do it, why to do it, what to do it. A couple of things you can think about now planting fescue. This ushers in the first week or so that planting fescue lawns is a great idea. Fescue loves these temperatures. Fescue loves nighttime temperatures below 70 degrees and daytime temperatures in the 70s to 80s. What are we going to have today? 81 degrees. What do we got tonight? 60 some odd degrees. <laughs> this is great. This is a great time to put out fescue. This is also the first, you yeah, need to think about this. This is the time of year that we think about putting down the pre-emergent chemical, the chemical that keeps weeds from coming up during the wintertime. One of the hardest weeds, as you know, to control in a lawn is poa annual, the annual bluegrass. Guess what? Annual bluegrass loves the same conditions that fescue loves. 
So if you're thinking, well, this is the time to plant my fescue, this is also the time any poa annua, annual bluegrass seeds that are in your lawn are thinking, wow, this is a great time to sprout. It will really make it mad when you go up really big time next spring. So if you're going to put a pre-emergent out on lawns other than fescue that you're planting, obviously, because the pre-emergent will keep the fescue seed from coming up too, but if you're going to put a pre-emergent out on your Bermuda, on your Zoysia, on your St. Augustine, whatever you got, if you're going to put it out sometime in the next couple of weeks, get her done. Look at the weather. Make sure it's going to rain to water in that chemical to get it nice and spread out in the soil. And you won't have near the winter weed problem that you do otherwise. Get the pre-emergent out early. And maybe even consider doing a second application in, what, November? November would be about the right time to do that. So there's lots of things that can be done right now. And you can ask questions about how to do them. All you have to do is dial 404 872 0750 404-872-0750 get in and get your question answered early in the morning here we go take a nice breath and get started here we go first call in the morning who to go to our friend in griffin nicole hey nicole welcome to lawn and garden mr Eve. miss nicole this is the best time of the year it is because we are just dividing things yeah. and give it to people. Yeah, sure. Because we always get too much. You feel generous. You have the big clump of daylilies. You can dig it up right now and say, okay, one for my friend down the street, one for my friend at church, one for my friend. Yeah, sure. You know what I do? I see, uh, I always go by the same route, you know, every day. Yeah. And I see a lot of. Uh, house that really enjoy flowers yeah. so I, I have always too much so i give i put in the front porch they don't, they don't need to know and they're happy <laughs> and i've been doing that for many many years a little you know? gift a little present yes because they have to buy them you know talking about three mr reed i went to uh, i have a friend that works at love and uh he received a load of tree yesterday yeah. but the tree, it's not, because a lot of stuff come in springtime yeah. because they don't carry it, they don't keep it. So you have to go and buy at the right place. Yeah. Sometimes it's a farmer market and sometimes it's a pike because the big bucks, so they don't want to be bothered with all those trees because they have to water them all <laughs> winter if they don't sell it. I guess you're right. And that is something to think about when you go to any nursery is to ask, how long have these plants been here, number one? And number two, will you have anything better, newer, fresher next week, next month? When are you going to have your next delivery? Because like you say, trying to take care of a plant in the nursery, not in the ground, can be touchy sometimes, keeping them watered and keeping them you know, in good condition, good health, so you can plant them at your house. And those places, they have to rotate their stock, too, if it's in the field for a long time. Yeah. If it's on sale... Don't buy it, because it's been mistreated big time. That's probably true. That's probably what I'm true. thinking. What are you thinking about planting this year? What are you going to do this fall, Nicole? Oh, I have a lot of divider. I have this big thing in the back. It's 20, uh, about 30, 30 feet high. No, 30 inches high. It's a raised bed, mm-hmm. but it needs to be empty and put back some soil. I bet this, this clay is just nothing did grow this summer. So that's going to be a big job. And I have a lot of dividing. I have those big time progressives. Somebody wants them. 
What kind of grasses? Pampas grass. Oh, pampas grass. Oh, my Lord. Uh, of course, I saw them yesterday at a dentist office near my house, and I thought, wow, that's the best-looking pampas grass I've seen for a long time. They're white right now, big plumes of white yes, on the pampas have, grass. So I have is, the red one, and I see a person, you know what he does around Christmas? He puts put some paint on it. Like red, green, and white. Red, green, have a little Christmas pampas grass. That's fine. Sure. Not a bad idea. This is the time of year that pampas looks its best. It can get sort of bedraggled by December. And uh, the same dentist office is the place that I meant to back in the spring take a picture of their clumps of grass there because the grass, as it gets older over the years, two, three, five, ten years, the clump will spread out and the middle will get hollow. And I want to take a picture of the hollow middle of this pompous grass clump, and I never got around to it, so now it's all hidden. But that's one of the things I note in my head is be sure and bring a camera next time you pass by so you take a picture of this thing. Because it's going to be, it's going to be uh, you know, something that others will ask about during the year, the hollow part in the middle of the pompous grass. Yeah, because if you have a big old guy and you, you d- divide it, you can make 10, easily 15 uh-huh. in small pamper Sure, sure. Pamper easy. But the time, I think the better time to divide it probably, Nicole, is actually in the spring. Grasses, to me, succeed themselves better in the spring than they do in the fall. So, you know, I would enjoy the pompous grass now and wait till December, then chop it down, and then wait till April and start to put the first green leaves up, and that would be, to me, a better time to, to divide and transplant the grasses, not the other things like daylilies and peonies and you know the many, many other perennials that you have in your garden. They can do it in the fall just fine, but I think grasses do a little bit better in the spring. And you need a good man. Yeah. Need somebody to be out and dig it up. Somebody who has a strong back and a strong mind and won't quit because grass is hard to dig up. Yeah, big smart. root system, great big parts that you have to chop apart with a saw. And frankly, I've used that before. I used a hatchet one year and just hacked hack the thing apart with my little hatchet there. And all the pieces that I dug and divided looks great in a year or so. But uh, the hatchet was the tool of choice during that day. Because the roots are, if they're wet, it's easier to come out of the soil, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, oh, sure, absolutely. I, I mean, you soak them down real good. Even if it hasn't rained, if you put a hose on them and soak them the night before, they'll be so much easier to get up the next day. And make a good uh, divider if your house is really close from a daughter. You could do that, Because, yeah, yeah they get about uh, this year, there's probably 10 years that they've been there. They're probably 20 feet high. Wow. Really high. Wow. Really. wow. But they have the right environment because all the water drained there. Yeah. And uh, for, for them, it's, it's good. Right. You know? Well, Nicole, it's 18 after, so i got to get out of here. But it's great hearing your voice and talking to you again. Enjoy your day. Enjoy nice your day, too. I'll see you next Saturday at 618. We'll be back after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. And a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Today, mostly sunny, high at 83 degrees, low tonight in the mid-60s. Right now, 60.1 degrees outside. Tomorrow the same, high around 84. No rain in the forecast. Your full weekend forecast comes in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Joan is in Lawrenceville and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Joan, good morning. 
Good morning, sir. Um, I'll tell you the story. Several of us in the neighborhood have been trying to help out this particular homeowner. Yeah. Um, whose grass has just deteriorated, and, and um, he subsequently died. So now we're trying to uh, restore it so it will have that curb appeal to right. sell the house. Good. Um, I applied about a month ago that uh, Bayer um, all-season yeah, control, all control with right. crabgrass. Uh, yep, so far so good. Well, it, it took care of all the little weeds, and I was very pleased with that. However, the crabgrass, it seemed to have been a fertilizer for the crabgrass because it's thriving. What can I do about that? You know, the crabgrass is going to go ahead and die as soon as cool weather. In fact, right now the crabgrass is turning yellow just a little bit as it prepares to go away for the wintertime. So, frankly, there's not much you can do. I mean, it's going to die on its own for the, in the next four weeks, I would guess. And what can you do other than mow? That's about it. You mow it and let it be. Okay, so for the future, pre-emergent? In March. That prevents crabgrass. The pre-emergent application in March. And if there's a lot of crabgrass, another application in May. Okay. Okay. Well, that's not the good news I had hoped. Well, hopefully by March and May of next year, the house will be sold for top dollar, raising your tax rates wherever you live, and you'll be happy, happy, happy to have a new neighbor. Yeah. Well, listening to you about the about the grasses, I do have a question about purple fountain grass, which I love. Good, great. But uh, I did buy a plant this year, never did get it in the ground, but it's thriving where I plopped the pot down. Right. <laughs> so I'm wondering, be, I, I know they won't make it through the, the winter, but can I pick that up and put it in the garage? I think you should put it in the ground. Even, I mean, comparatively to the leaving it in the garage or trying to keep it during the wintertime. And purple fountain grass is not winter hardy, truthfully. So even though you might try to put it in the garage, I doubt it's going to survive the winter because of its own needs for light as it grows. So I would put it in the ground, enjoy it for as long as it's purple and pretty, and then it's going to it's going to meet its maker sometime in December. Okay, and I'll just have to buy another one next year and plant it in the ground early. And uh, yeah, Joe, if you need me to call you next year, I will call you and remind you, hey. Buy the purple fountain grass and plant the purple fountain grass sometime in April or May. Yeah, that'd be a great idea. Right. Thanks, Walter. You bet, Joan. Thanks for calling. Okay. Bye-bye. Coming up in the next half hour, questions about planting cold season vegetables, about dinner plant hibiscus, about pre-emergent with fescue seed and how we can plant pre-emergent, how we can plant fescue and still prevent weeds. All that coming up right after news. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 635, 61 degrees outside right now. This is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia Gardener. I am here to help you be more successful. And if you want to be more successful in your garden, or your lawn, or your trees, or your shrubs, and your flowers, all you have to do is call 404-872-0750. Daryl is in Snellville, Georgia, and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Daryl, good morning. Good morning. What's up, man? I am calling, first of all, to thank you 
for your life of service. <laughs> you have been wonderful. You, I'm a Brooklyn guy. From oh, New my York. God. <laughs> I'm from the concrete jungles of New York. Yeah. And I've come down here and taken horticultural classes. I've a beautiful home in Snellville and now a beautiful garden. And a lot of that thanks goes to you. Oh, man, that's great. Thank but you, you know, for saying that. We met you, too, at the Callaway Gardens. We sat under your teaching my partner and I. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But my question for today is, uh, we laid some sod, <clears throat> Zeon Zoysia, yeah. uh, just prior to uh, Harvey hitting Texas. I think that was about a week, maybe eight days ago. Okay. And I just want to know what I can do to be successful. This mm. is a partially shaded area in my backyard. And I've placed sod. We did sod there last year, and it was a, a, a horrible failure. Uh-oh. And we have zoysia in the front of the house, and we got the Zeon zoysia because it's more shade tolerant. Okay. It's an area, I would say, about 350 square feet. And um, I just want to know what I can do. All I've been doing is watering it. Yeah, I think that is the only thing that really is required from newly laid sod is don't let it dry out. Don't let the roots dry out before they have a chance to root down into the soil beneath. And you seem to be doing that just fine. And I'm hopeful that you go out and check and just make sure that you are applying enough water to get everything moist and not soggy, soggy. Right. Um, I don't know that I would even put a starter fertilizer down now, and even if I put a starter fertilizer, it would be very, very light, like half what it says on the bag, simply because, as I was talking to Nicole just a minute ago, grasses are right now thinking about going to sleep, and they have been slowing down my St. Augustine lawn. I've mowed it once in about three weeks, I guess, right now, because it's just the day length triggers grasses to start slowing things down, don't grow quite as much, and because they're not growing very much, they don't need much fertilizer, and that's why you don't really need a lot of starter fertilizer even for your zoysia. Well, even when it goes dormant, do I still have to water it? No. Okay. In fact, well, I'll complain a little bit if you want to, Daryl. I drove this morning here to work and saw two, two lawn sprinkler irrigation systems going this morning, and I thought, it rained yesterday at my house. <laughs> it was wet at my house, and yet these yes. sprinkler systems are bang, 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 yes, bang, yes, putting yes, water yes. on the lawn. It wastes money, wastes time, wastes water, wastes, it's not a good idea to water sod when it doesn't need to be watered. And the water in my neighborhood, it didn't need to be watered there, and then in your neighborhood, your zoysia, it does not need water after it's dormant either, Darryl. Very good, very good. Thank you again All for your service. You tell your friends up in Brooklyn, we said hey from down here. Anyway. <laughs> I sure will. All right, Daryl. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Stephen comes to us from Roswell, Georgia, and Stephen's on the line. Let's, hey, Stephen, good morning. Good morning, Walter. What's How up? Are you? I'm doing great. Well, I talked, I've got a lawn that is a beautiful green clover. Got it. The whole lawn hasn't been treated well for years. And I was listening to you, and you can't do the pre-emergence if you're going to right. with fescue. So what what are my steps to get rid of the clover and all the other weeds and start the fescue up again this fall? Ooh, that would be a hard choice. Here's one choice. One choice is to not worry about the clover, to mow it real low and to overseed fescue into the clover and let the fescue sprout and hopefully have some 
shading and control of the clover by itself and not worry about a pre-emergent at all until the fescue has been mowed two or three times and you could use a pre-emergent then. The other choice would be to spray Roundup on everything, kill all the clover, and then plant the fescue into that. That makes probably the most sense to me. You have time to spray the clover with Roundup. You can wait a week, and then it's fine to plant seed after that. You're still the first of uh, September, which is great fescue planting time. I think that makes the most sense of anything. Roundup, plant seed, wait till the fescue has been mowed a couple of times. That'll be by November, I'm guessing. And then if any of the clover comes back up, and there may be some broadleaf weeds besides clover coming up in November, you could, you could spot spray or do a very light over-the-top weed control spray in November after the fescue has matured. Excellent. What about the weekly spray services for maintaining the lawn? What are your thoughts well, on using them? Several of them around town do a great job. One, in fact, I won't name names because I have so many that would be qualified as great services, but my neighbor has a has a service, and man, that lawn is the best-looking lawn around, except for mine, of course. But he has a great-looking uh, Bermuda lawn in front. Another neighbor way down the street has a fescue lawn that is the best-looking fescue lawn in July for three years running now because they have a, tree, have a lawn service taking care of them. All right. Well, thank you very much. All right. Steven, great talking to you. See you soon. See you. Bye. We got Sarah on the line. Sarah comes to us from Cumming, Georgia. Hey, Sarah, good morning. Good morning. How can I help? Well, I just had a quick question. Um, I have a beautiful Copper King hardy hibiscus oh, great. centerpiece of my garden. Yeah. And it's the fourth fourth year that it's been planted, and it just, oh, every year, it's glorious. These flowers are amazing. Deep, deep red in the center and, mm -hmm. and bright pink flowers the size of a dinner plate. And suddenly here, uh, in the last week or so, it has been blooming white. Get out. White, white with red center. I can send you pictures. It's amazing. <laughs> I, and I thought, well, maybe because we haven't had as much rain lately, do you think that has anything to do with it? Maybe. <laughs> I can make up something, Sarah, but right now I'm, I'm, I'm nonplussed. <laughs> I'm thinking, what would cause a hibiscus to change color? Come on. I'm serious. I wish I, I wish I was a little more technologically savvy. I would yeah. send you the pictures on the website. Is there any chance, Sarah, that, the, that there's a sprout that is the one that's giving you the new color flowers and that the main part of the shrub is giving you the old color flowers? Is some reversion or something mm. going on? You know, every year new things come up. I guess I could trace it down to the soil and mm -hmm. see, mm -hmm. but that's I a, don't the think only thing I could think maybe. of. Maybe you know oh. how azaleas revert; they revert back to their parentage, and um, camellias mm -hmm. are famous for doing that. You have a camellia that's bloomed the same pretty red for the last ten years, and all of a sudden it's got red and white. <laughs> you know, so really? it reverts genetically yeah. back to its parents. Huh. Possibly Copper King. I don't know that because I don't know that much about the genetics of hibiscus, but possibly. And you, you described it perfectly. You follow the stem where the flower is. You follow it back down mm -hmm. to the bottom and see if there's another stem somehow. And you, you sort of make the connections between yeah. the colors of the different flowers on the different stems. Okay. Any idea when the best time to cut that back is? 
Oh, as soon as the you know the leaves are frozen on it, I'm out there cutting things back most of the most of the time in December, January, December. just whenever okay. I get around to it. Let me okay. ask you something, Sarah. Do you have the um, hibiscus sawfly making holes in the leaves of your hibiscus? Um, there's every year I have um, beautiful lacy leaves from the yeah. bugs, and as soon as I see the first holes, I get some kind of a spray. Yeah, and spray them, and then they're beautiful again. I will tell you, one of my successes this year was last year, and about this time, I looked at my hibiscus, and all of my hibiscus, I have four, and they all had that lacy look to the leaf, which I'm imagining, for my case, is hibiscus sawfly. It's a Uh common, common, common insect. And I thought, I'm going to put in my calendar to put down a a systemic insecticide in March or April of 2017, and we'll see if we have that problem again. Okay. I've got the prettiest leaves on my hibiscus this year you have ever seen. Green, not a hole, nothing on it. I'm thinking mm-hmm. that's my pre my, my pre-emergent, my systemic insecticide that did that. So okay. it's something to consider. If you get the hibiscus sawfly that laces up the leaves on a hibiscus plant, think about in spring putting the either bayer tree and shrub or the bonide granules. Either one works fine, but they will in my case, at least, they prevented the soft fly perfectly. Okay. Thank you so much for that tip. All right. Tips okay. free. No charge for that, Sarah. <laughs> Thanks for calling. Thank you. Take care. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Becky, I think we have time to get you in if we can get real quickly to it. Hey, Becky and Conyers, good morning. Hi. Good morning. Wanted to talk about my vegetable garden. Is sure. it too early for my cold weather plants? It and is, is it too not. too late for kale seeds? It is not. You, I mean, kale can take a lot of cold weather. And if you get it in the ground now, the kale will be ooh, three inches tall by the end of the month. It'll be six to eight inches tall by the end of October. And then it'll get chilly and the kale can be harvested all winter long. No, you're fine. Uh, what about okra? Is it unusual for that to grow seven foot tall? J.W. Hodges, my garden friend down the street from me, had one last year that he had to get on a ladder just to reach it high enough to bend it over to get the okra off of it. It was 10 or 12, maybe. Yeah, mine a bit large. Let me ask you one more thing. Would it be beneficial to these new transplants to shade them with uh, trimmings from tree or bush branches now? Beautiful. My neighbor, Harry, used to do the exact same thing. It was the first time I'd ever seen anybody do that. My dad somehow didn't pick up that tip, but he would cut little limbs off his holly bush. He was going to prune it anyway, so why not just cut the limb off and stick it sort of at an angle over his uh, cuttings? And this was in the spring, mostly for his tomatoes, but it shaded them for a while, and pretty soon they took off on their own, and he took the limbs up and threw them in the compost pile. So okay. if it's really hot, it makes more sense than if it's a, you know, a day like today. It's in the 80s. But it's going to be not all that sort of intense sunshine on it, so you could shade them for a little while, but I don't think it's necessary for a long time in the fall. Okay, great. Good. I look forward to some broccoli and Brussels sprouts and collard collard greens. You bet. Good. Congratulations on the okra, too. Good tall okra is the best okra. Yeah. And <laughs> I guess my garden just is, you know, good for that. Yeah. I, I, but I, yeah I'm to the point where I have to get a hold of the top and bend it, bend over, it over so I don't yeah. break it and yeah. clip them off. It's good talking to you, Becky. Thank you. Thanks Bye-bye. for calling at 648. We'll be back after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. 
News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves the lawn and garden advice you need. And a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Today, the high around 80, 81 degrees this afternoon, perhaps going up to 83. Low in the mid-60s overnight. Right now it is 60.6 degrees. Tomorrow about the same, mostly sunny. High around 84. No rain in the forecast particularly. It's cooler than it was last weekend. I will tell you that right now. The full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Our phone number is 404-872-0750. Brian is in Eatonton, Georgia, and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Brian. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. How can I help? Good, thanks. Um, hey, we bought a house about a year ago and had some other large trees cut in the front yard. And uh, the recommendation of the uh, stump grinder and the contractor, he's, you know, he wouldn't dig them up and wouldn't even grind them yet. So we're kind of left with a mess. <laughs> I sprayed the highest concentration Roundup I can on you know the stuff that's coming through the pine straw. But what would my options be? Is there any grass that would actually grow there since it is? There is some full sun, but there's limited sun at times since we've yeah. left some trees. Or, or what would you recommend? So when was when was the stump grinding and all done? No stump grinding, just the stump oh, well. level with the ground. And yeah. they had stump grinders said if you do grind them, you know you're obviously going to have holes yeah. where yeah. the rest yeah. of the stump starts and to fall. mound and all that. And out in the country, nobody really cares, you know, about right. if you have it ground or not ground or whatever. You know, fescue is your good choice. Fescue likes mixtures of sun and shade. It doesn't do great in deep shade. It doesn't do great in full sun. But a mixture is, you know, that's about the best you can do. And so fescue, I would say, would be a great choice for your situation. Would I have to do minimal soil preparation, or would I have to do a lot of soil preparation? Well, 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 Brian. It depends on how much work you want to do during the summertime. Always. In fact, I wrote an article for the paper this past week, and I said, fescue is fescue is fescue. That was my lead on this article. And I said, fescue always does better if the ground is soft, at least six inches deep so the roots can get down where they need moisture in July. So if you don't do much soil preparation at all, you're always going to have problems in July and August when it gets hot and dry. Just that's the way it is. If you do a lot of soil preparation, it's going to cost more money up front, but you'll have a better looking fescue lawn than anybody else would in other situations. And when's the best time to plant? Right now. Right now, great. Right okay. now, yeah. Well, thanks so much for the advice. All right, Brian, good luck, and make it look pretty. Well, Putnam County look a pretty place because of you. Thank at 657 you. at News Talk WSB, this is Lawn and Garden. Again, the phone number, 404 872 We'll be back after news.